world of real and virtual auto sport meets. Mad Sim Racing Media presents the Into the Apex podcast. And this is Into the Apex, Tyler, Rob Gregoire, and we have a special guest tonight, uh, Annie Rabbits of AnnieAndLarry.com, uh, of Twitch, and of YouTube. Uh, and Annie is a, a dedicated iRacing driver, and that drew our attention to her and her videos over the past year, uh, for the most part, progressing through uh, the growing pains of a new sim racer, a rookie sim racer in, the, in road racing, on iRacing and a lot of people have had that shared experience over this year uh, so with that we're very pleased uh, to have Annie on the show Annie uh, good to have you here thank you very much Tyler and Rob <laughs> thank you and uh, I, I'll start with uh, probably the, the most natural first question to ask you um, and I know you've probably gotten into it over the course of some of your uh, videos and content and blog um, what got you into this journey that you're now on with iRacing and sim racing itself? Uh, Larry and I are keen motor sports uh, fans. Uh, in real life, we, we have motorbikes. We love our motorbikes and we follow Formula One. Um, but due to various reasons, I fell ill. The kids, uh, we've got two very small children. We sort of uh, had to give up our hobbies um, by choice. Um, and then we sort of, missed having a hobby and then one day we saw Lando and Max having loads of fun on iRacing <laughs> and Larry said well hold on you know this might be something that we can fit around family time so he went out bought you know a set of pedals <laughs> and a wheel brought it home and yeah we were hooked <laughs> I think we had he bolted the, the wheel to the desk these, his office desk and we had the office chair and I think we did two races each and we said, no, right, that's it. And he, I think the, the same evening, he ordered the rig and the whole setup, and that was us hooked. So, yeah, thank you, Lando. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that, I mean, that sounds like a lot of, the, of a very common story. That's how I started. I believe, Rob, that's how you started. We got the, the very simple, uh, you tighten the wheel to the desk, you sit at your desk chair, and you, you're in your cockpit, your yep. very beginner's cockpit there. <laughs> Well, honestly, that sounds pretty luxurious. When I got mine, it was like I took an old bookcase that I didn't even know how to put together. It was missing a bunch of bolts and screws. It was all rattly. I punched the back out of it, ripped the shelves out, and I remember having my wheel on that in front of a little crappy chair and like my pedals on the other side of it with my legs sticking through. Well, Rob, and, I don't think you have the, the normal experience, but that that's quite interesting. <laughs> yeah, it was a, it, it, like I said, it did the thing, but when I'm in my VR, I can't really tell the difference, but obviously yeah, now. Yeah, yeah, VR. VR is different. Upgraded, yeah, VR upgraded is different. significantly now. Yeah. <laughs> well, overall, that sounds like uh, most people's starting experience. And it sounds like you guys very quickly decided I want, very good equipment. We always hear load cell pedals are the way to go. And a lot of people, that's their first thing they want to upgrade. That was the first thing we upgraded, actually. <laughs> um, we, um, But yeah, Larry and I are sort of, uh, when we get into a hobby, we go full blown in, in into the hobby. Um, so yeah, like I say, we started with the, uh, um, the Thrustmaster pedals um, and the Thrustmaster wheel. Um, and then like I say, we immediately decided this is something that we really want to do. So we went and we bought one rig at that stage just to to test it out. Um, and then 
I think it was only um, two or three months that we that I was on the Thrustmaster pedals, and then we decided that we're going to upgrade the pedals, so we bought the HE Sprints. So, um, but yeah, because it's both Larry and I, and we're streaming and doing YouTube, you know, especially with the HE Sprints, you know, you're sort of um, setting it up for one person, and 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 that's it. You can't really share a profile on them. Mm-hmm. So we decided to buy a second rig as well. So we now have two rigs. So Larry's got his um, also with HE Sprints, and and I've got mine, and and each uh, setup is set up to that person specifically. But because we have two rigs, we don't necessarily have the funds right now to upgrade to direct drive wheels. <laughs> so um, because I, I will feel too guilty if I got a direct drive and, and Larry didn't get one. So um, so we that's the next thing that, that we'll definitely need to upgrade is, is the wheels. But, yeah, we're quite happy with, with the HE Sprints, and that was the first thing that we upgraded. Yeah, and I've seen the video of your equipment, and it, and it looks excellent. And uh, so you mentioned Lando and Max. Uh, is that kind of what led you to iRacing? Both of you to iRacing was that's where those guys were, and that's kind of what you first uh, were exposed to. Yeah, uh, well, Larry and I of are of an older generation, if I can put it that way. We're not in our <laughs> 20s anymore. But right. uh, I can remember about 20-odd years ago, we played Colin McRae on one of the very first Xboxes, and we loved Colin McRae. But then um, we sort of you know, dropped away from, from the Xbox, and we started playing World of Warcraft. And <laughs> World of Warcraft sort of uh, took over our life for, for a very long time. And then life happened and we sort of stopped all our hobbies. And, you know, like I said, yeah, we, we were watching and, and we saw Lando and, and Max having fun. And Larry said, well, hold on, you know, this, this, you remember how much fun we used to have with Colin McRae. So let's give this a go. Um, so Larry did all the homework because there's obviously various sims. You've got ACC and AC and, and, and all those things. And um, I think it's pure because we saw Lando and, and Max doing iRacing specifically that we chose iRacing and we just stuck with it um, you know at this stage we don't have time to really learn another uh, sim like ACC or AC um, I would like to to improve myself on one sim before I try another one so yeah, yeah iRacing is, is the sim for us for at this stage I'm I'm completely with you there. I racing. I I there are too many official sessions in I racing and series that I want to run in a week that I don't yes. get to. Yes. That I can't even think of of even diving into something else. Yeah. And I'm really happy with the product that they they turn out. Yeah. Uh, Tyler won't tolerate anything else. I won't tolerate <laughs> any other sim. That's right. I've not tried any other sim to be honest with you. Um, Nor have I. Yeah. I racing is the only one I've tried and like you say there's so many options that I I mean as is I'm not getting to all the options. <laughs> Never mind right. uh, you know uh, another sim. So um but yeah, thoroughly enjoying I racing. So this starts uh so you guys get into this as a hobby uh and, and focus so this is going to be your thing and, and getting back into motorsport. Uh, and then, then you decide to start uh, kind of making it public with AnnieAndLarry.com. Uh, Snail Racing, I believe, is the team and the community built around this. Yes. Um, as this started, what was the idea going into uh, the community and, and kind of what 
Uh, how has that progressed over uh, since you guys got into this? Uh, it all it actually all started with the YouTube channel, and f- we did the YouTube ter- channel for for various reasons. But one of the main reasons was to show our girls that no matter what happens in life, um, you can stand up uh, and fight and start again, no matter how old you are or what has happened in your life previously. Um, as I mentioned, uh, at a very young age for myself, I fell ill and I had to quit my job and I had to give up my whole life basically. And not just me, it influenced Larry as well. Mm-hmm. Um, and for a period of 10 years, our life was non-existent basically because I physically could not walk for 10 years. Um, so, and it took the doctors seven years to diagnose me. And after seven years, they figured out what was wrong. I had the two girls. And then after, you know, the two girls were born, they told me, okay, your girls are now born. Now you have to make a decision. You have to get all these operations to sort out your life and get your life back. And and we did. I, I went through various operations, got myself sorted, and we got our life back. And that's when we decided we need to do something to show our girls in life you can do anything if you put your mind to it. And that's how we started the YouTube channel because it's something that I was sort of comfortable with because my my career before I fell ill was corporate sales. So I was quite comfortable and happy, you know, uh, communicating with people, being in front of a camera, uh, talking to to thousands of people at at, at once. Um, And it was sort of my comfort zone, if I can put it that way. Um, So, yeah, that's how the YouTube channel started originally. And it was originally just purely for friends and family and for the girls to look back at one day when mom and dad is no longer there, then they can see the work that we have put into it and they can see us physically on camera, et cetera, et cetera. And slowly but surely, to our surprise, people started subscribing to the YouTube channel. (laughs) And, and, you know, because when we did the research, Larry told me, you know, we've got to be patient with this. You know, we're not in this to grow the channel. This is just for us and the girls. You know, we'll be lucky if we get a 1,000 subscribers in five years' time. And I'm like, okay, that's fine. This is, you know, whatever. And the next minute, people started subscribing. So, you know, we're still very small compared to others, um, but that's, you know, like I say, that's not why we do the YouTube channel. Um, we're just glad that we have people that's on the same path uh, as us. There's a lot of folks out there going through the exact same struggles that we are doing. Um, but saying that, we've also met some fantastic folks that are freaking aliens, if I can put it that way. <laughs> um, yes. And they also part of the community. So we've got um, all, you know, we've got such diversity in this now racing community. And it's absolutely fantastic because we've got people that started two weeks ago, straight through, you know, people with 7,000, 8,000 I rating helping us out and teaching us. And, and you know, we even started a, a race to learn program where you know folks like myself and Larry don't know the ins and outs and then we've got coaches you know like I say that that's been on the service for for years and they've got tremendous skills and knowledge and they come in and they coach us um, as part of the community so um so yeah that's that's sort of how it all started yeah, and uh, I, I think I noticed, especially this past year, uh, the, the the year of the pandemic, which is ongoing, uh, iRacing, sim racing in general, but especially iRacing, 
has gotten a boost out of some of the public facing uh, events that have included pro drivers uh, being broadcast to a wide audience. Uh, so it's especially been a year where I think a lot of people completely new to sim racing and iRacing uh, have jumped into it. And uh, the videos, I mean, your your progression through the road classes specifically uh, and, and building your skill and practicing very openly, very honestly, uh, building your skill, criticizing yourself, giving advice as somebody learning it in real time uh, seems very valuable just on a practical note for people that, that might find your channel and be doing the same thing. I, I, I hope so. Uh, I, you know, I truly hope so because, uh, you know, for me personally, if, if I'm not criti criticizing myself, I'm not going to learn. Um, I think in today's society, it's, uh, it's very easy to play the blaming game, um, mm -hmm. blaming other people for mistakes. Um, I truly honestly believe if you're going to play the, the blaming game, you're not going to learn. So, I, I would look back at each and every incident that I had and I would say, what could I have done differently to avoid that incident instead of blaming the guy? Because he's learning as well. Everybody's yeah. learning. Everybody's making mistakes. He can learn something from that incident and so could I. So, you know, and, and that's what I try to, to, well, Larry and I try to portray in the videos is what you can learn from each mistake or from each race. Each race is a learning opportunity. And that's hopefully what we portray in, in our videos. Yeah, and, and I, looking at the website, the blog, uh, the Discord community that you guys have, uh, it definitely looks like a very supportive uh, learning, training environment. Um, have you? Do you feel like your progression uh, through this time has been has quickened because of some of the uh, support and feedback from probably quite a few people? I would imagine that that may have have a lot of experience in sim racing. Oh yes, definitely. When I, you know, especially when 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 the, you know, when the community was still very small, uh the help and advice people gave was absolutely priceless. Uh it definitely helped me a lot. Um unfortunately, it gets to a stage where uh, you no longer getting just 10 opinions, you're now getting 100 opinions. <laughs> and 100 opinions are 100 different opinions. Yes. So in, in the beginning, it, 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 it most certainly helped. Um, absolutely. I mean, I, I don't think I would have made it through the Skippy series without uh, the community's, community's advice and help. But, you know, it does get to a stage where now, you, like I say, you're getting so many opinions mm -hmm. that you sort of have to say, hold on, um, no, <laughs> I need yeah. to listen to only, you know, two or three people maybe and, 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 and block everything out that everybody else is saying because you're getting conflicting advice um, on, on every turn and in every car. So I'm now at a stage where I've got basically four people that I listen to, um, Driver 61 being one of those people. So um, I've now started Driver 61 training um, in between uh, when I get a chance because again time zones and you know Larry's yeah. got a full-time job and trying to fit everything in with the kids and Larry's full-time job I don't necessarily get all the training from Driver 61 that I that I really need to at this stage but yeah I've had a couple of lessons through Driver 61 and then um, like I say I've got uh, I've got two or three other people that I now listen to and you know by all means if people want to give advice I will always listen um, I will always try it but I will 
tried offline, not live on stream or in an official race. Um, I've learned my lesson there <laughs> where, yeah. where, you know, people would come on, on Twitch stream and, and, and give you live advice and then you try it and then it sort of doesn't work. <laughs> <laughs> so it's a fine balance. But, yeah, the community is absolutely fantastic and great. Um, the snail racing community is helpful. It's uh, – we try uh, we try and create a, a safe and friendly environment for um, people to come in, not to be afraid of learning. Like I mentioned before, not get a blaming game where you get blamed if you make a mistake. Um, you know, so yeah, we we try to help people learn and get better. Um, yeah. And your videos, I mean, they progress that perfectly with uh, with the raw emotion involved in it, which we'll get to in a moment as we talk about your first win. <laughs> oh, but, gosh. <laughs> but uh, again, keeping on the path of, of growing pains in sim racing, and it's something we all go through. Some of us uh, are still going through them after years. <laughs> yeah. and, and Rob, perhaps maybe coming up on a year. Rob did that this past year. He's a year into sim racing now. Um, what were some of the habits that you had that you had to, to get rid of that you, that you see in other people that might just be starting? I think there are some, some common habits that a lot of us have when we're new to it. We're a little intimidated by it, which I think we all to a degree get that way when we first take a few grids. One, uh, well, there's a few things. Uh, the first big mistake, uh, that I would do differently if I had to go back is not joining open practice sessions. I was I was practicing on my own, turning laps on my own, and I didn't learn racecraft at all. I was basically mm -hmm. hot lapping, and that that uh, didn't help me at all. Um, I only learned, started learning racecraft the minute I started joining open practice sessions, and I got cars around me, and 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 getting to learn to read traffic and learning to avoid incidents. Uh, etc. So that was the first big mistake I made was not doing that sooner. Um, the other thing, and this is sort of a progression thing as well. Obviously, you know, a lot of people struggle with confidence. I mean, we we've got people in our community that doesn't have the confidence to even join um, official races. They join our community races and that's it because they don't have yeah. the confidence to to join official races. Um, when I started in the Skippy specifically, a lot of the times I didn't qualify because I was scared. Uh, I was, for various reasons, I was scared that I was going to wreck someone's race. I was scared that I was going to get, get caught up in the turn one, you know, incidents and not being able to avoid it. So in the beginning, I did not qualify and I started at the back of the grid. And that did help my confidence a lot because I didn't end up in the pits the whole time. You will see in my YouTube videos, there are a lot of videos where I was on my own the whole race because I was in the pits for majority of the time. Yeah. <laughs> but slowly but surely, as my confidence grew, um, I started qualifying because, you know, one of, one of our coaches told me, if you're not going to start qualifying, you're not going to learn. You're not going to learn to avoid those turn one stuff, you know. Mm -hmm. So as my confidence bill, uh, you know, got better in a specific car, I started qualifying. And I learned to avoid those turn one incidents or lap one incidents. Now, don't get me wrong. You don't always get to avoid them. But 99% mm -hmm. of the time, I'm lucky enough to be able to avoid those things now when I do qualify. So I think it's a progression. 
Um, I know it's it's also a controversial topic, um, specifically on social media. Uh, a lot of people will get angry if you say you're not going to qualify. But I think it has a lot to do with your confidence. And you know what? If not qualifying is going to give you the confidence to do a race and get the car around the track, then don't qualify. Yeah, that's uh, I, I'm completely agree with that because that's that's a strategy I used to uh, in any event, whether it's road or oval, if I didn't feel quite comfortable, uh, then I wouldn't qualify. Are there some other bad habits, uh, other oh, things that happened in the early days? I still have very bad habits. <laughs> They're trying to get it out of me, but I, uh, my my Achilles heel is turning into early. I uh-huh. keep turning into early, um, especially with the skippy. I was not using all of the track and still not using all of the track and turning into early. And then I, I just mess up my exit. But I have to say, now that I'm in the Lamborghini and doing more VRS, the bigger car is definitely learning, uh, teaching me, sorry, teaching me to um, to use all of the track because you don't, have, you don't have a choice. The car automatically does push out and, and uh-huh. you know, let you use all of the track. Um, but as well, you you have to turn in later, otherwise you're going to mess up big time with uh, with the GT3s. So slowly but surely, hopefully, <laughs> I can get rid of that that bad habit. But yes, definitely is uh, turning into early. Another thing that I'm also struggling, well, I'm getting better at it. Um, you know, everybody told me in the beginning, look through the corner, you know, look ahead mm-hmm. like you would do in real life. Yeah. I, for a very long time, fixated my eyes on the apex and I didn't look through the turn where I wanted to exit. And that made me mess up the, the exit. But now that I'm starting to train my eyes to look ahead and not fixate on the apex, I'm looking at where I want to exit and where the car needs to be once I'm through the the, the the apex. It's going a lot better. So that is definitely a thing that I that I need to work on as well. And still, I'm still working on that. And, and you've worked through uh, the road classes uh, from the Mazdas, I assume, and yes. the Skip Barbers. You've uh, it sounds like you've put a lot of time into the Skip Barbers. Oh yes, I was in the Skip for a good. I was in the Skip for a year. Mm. Uh, yeah, but, but yeah, Mazdas was, sorry, I'm just thinking now. Yeah, it was Mazdas. And from the Mazdas, I went on to the Skippies and I only started GT3s just before Christmas, um, last year. So I'm only new, new, fairly new to GT3s. So I, yeah, I was a good year in the Skippy before I moved across to, to GT3s. I did the odd IMSA race in the, in the Mercedes, but it's nothing, you know, (laughs) nothing to write home to, you know. Um, But yeah, I did. I mean, of course, I did some endurance racing in the LMP2. um, But that's, Mm. again, I I didn't do a lot of um, official races apart from endurance racing in the LMP2. So yeah, majority of my time was definitely in the Skippy for the first year. And I like that that very careful, methodic progression. It's very realistic to me um, to go through the classes. Obviously, that's what iRacing is kind of simulating, but it's certainly possible to really speed through those uh, for new drivers that are relatively clean to to increase their ranks and drive a very, very fast, complicated uh, technical car when they're not quite ready for it. I'm probably guilty of that to a degree. Um, So with the Skippies, um, you spent a lot of time with those and you got your first official road win in the Skippies. And I know you had some heartbreak. (laughs) <laughs> I want to say it was at Road Atlanta. 
uh was it a road atlanta yeah i had two road atlanta uh, road atlanta was the first one where i was uh i was gonna win and then something happened now i can't remember something happened and i got p2 um so that was the first disappointment of not getting that win and then i had a second attempt where i had a, a race um with uh, a back marker um I, I think it was on the last lap uh the back marker span out in front of me and i i had to slow down to avoid him and p2 um came whirling past me and and took the win so that was the yeah. the, the second heartbreak and then of course uh yeah my first win <laughs> it took me long enough <laughs> but i got it <laughs> Uh, and I, that was a video I've I've seen, and it's I mean the whole thing. It just from the start of the race, what a race that was! You you were in the lead early, uh, and then I think you had a cut through penalty, so you had yes. to give up some time. Yeah, and and then kind of worked your way back up. You never you never gave up, and you you pointed out, and I'll let folks watch the video. I'll actually link that video to the our show notes. Uh, you you point out some of the differences, what you've learned over time. Uh, thing you you did some flashbacks to yes how you how you behaved in the past and how yeah. you kept your focus in this in that occasion yeah no um and again this all comes down to the race to learn program we started with our coaches um literally the week before that uh, how the race to learn uh, sessions work we take the skippy schedule and then our coach um you know different sessions will will have a skills session where they will help you with understeer or oversteer or um Okay, now it's different because we've moved on to GT3 cars, but, you know, trial braking and, and coasting, etc. But back in those days in the Skippy, um, Pete would do uh, in-depth uh, track guide. Um, but he it wouldn't be just a normal track guide. Pete was absolutely phenomenal in, in the way he explained the camber and um, what to look for, you know, in your exit, uh, prioritizing your exit in, instead of your entry. Um, you know, all these little tidbits. And the week before that race um we had a race to learn session with pete and um the focus that gave me for that specific race was just um yeah i was just determined um because i felt comfortable and confident on the track as well and i think that made a difference as well because i was confident and and, and comfortable on the track and in the car that combination just gave me that push to you know i'm going to go for this uh, I'm not going to, I'm not going to give it up. And like you say, you know, when I got that slowdown penalty, I was like, oh, yeah. <laughs> um, yeah. but yeah, no, it was, uh, it was very emotional because I pushed so hard for that win. Um, because it, it took me, like I said, long enough to get that first win. You know, I was sort of getting embarrassed because it's taking me that long to get a win. <laughs> um, so yeah. When it happened, I was uh, I was I was really I was really emotional because a lot of work, uh, not just from myself, from from Larry and everybody around me. You know, it took a lot of work to get that first win. Yeah, <laughs> you know, so so yeah, it was it was really emotional. Yeah, the the build up to that and and seeing, I mean, it's just something about uh, in that video. I mean, it, it's visible uh, that you the determination that you had. You did not let the the penalty from the lead rattle you at all. Yeah, and uh, I, I mean, all of us have that experience. We get, uh, we've talked about it on this show before, where we maybe we're running P three and we we somehow get to the lead, and then once we're there in the lead, 
something happens and we get a little shaky, a little, yeah. little bit of nerves. Yeah. And that's, that's absolutely a thing in, in sim racing. I mean, any competitive sport probably, but sim racing nonetheless. Oh gosh. Yeah. No, I mean, I've had races where I, I had P1, uh, you know, starting on the grid P1 and purely because of the nerves and the pressure from the guys behind, I messed up P1. I fell back to freaking last or P12 yeah. or, yeah. you know, so those race start nerves are real. <laughs> uh, yeah. And yeah, messing up P1. I mean, even now, I, I think it was two weeks ago, uh, I did a, a VRS race and, and I was uh, P1 and, and I was like, oh no, I can't handle P1. Please, someone just just please qualify before me. I can't yeah. be P1 because I can't handle that pressure of, of being P1 and, and not messing it up. So, um, so yeah, that, that race specifically, I was, like you said, I was so focused because I think it was because I really, really wanted that win because, like I said, I was getting embarrassed that I've not had it. <laughs> yeah, it's, it gets that, it gets that, uh, out of the way that, that yeah kind of, yeah it takes the pressure thing. off you know it yes. takes the pressure off okay it's done and dusted you got your win let's move on what's next <laughs> yeah time, time to progress yeah i believe it was that same video maybe it was a different one uh you talk about having a fight or flight response it was that one it was it was that one because at that second when i had the slowdown and i had to let four go it was four cars i had to let four cars go by um you know like I said in the video, it's fight or flight, and and my nature is fight. Um, always have been with uh, you, whatever situation. Um, I always fight. I never run away. And at that stage, that feeling, um, because it is a physical feeling that happens for for those folks who've never had that. Uh, feeling in their life if you ever do have it believe me you will know <laughs> because it is a physical feeling it um you know it's uh, mental and physical and and i just said well let's get it let's let's go get it back um i'm not gonna stand for this i messed up let's go and get it back and then yeah it worked out <laughs> yeah and, and that's i think that's what keeps us all coming back because it's like any competitive sport there's something about sim racing i racing for us all of us here but sim racing uh, as a, uh, I'll say the G word as a game. Yeah. Some people, some people can't stand that and want it, don't like it to be called a game, but it's a, it's a competitive yeah. task. Yeah. Competitive hobby. And yeah, it, it, is. it gets that adrenaline every it time. It does. Absolutely. No, it does. I mean, like I say, uh, in some of my races, I, I didn't think I would, because like I said, Larry, uh, Larry and I um, drive motorbikes in real life and the adrenaline you get from a motorbike is absolutely insane. And I never thought sitting behind a computer or PC, sorry, um, will give me that adrenaline ever. Mm -hmm. um, because playing World of Warcraft never gave me that. Um, right. You know, it was, yeah, you're playing World of Warcraft, you know, it's whatever. Um, but then racing and that rush you get and that adrenaline, <laughs> I couldn't believe it. I absolutely could not believe that I would get that feeling sitting behind a PC. Yeah. The, so, some of these guys on this show have made fun of me in a past episode. I, I talk about my first win. Uh, I, was, I was working the pedals with my feet and one of my feet started to shake on the pedals in the final lap. I mean, it was just uncontrollable adrenaline response of, I'm about to get my first win. I've put all this time in. Yeah, no, I mean, oh, no it's, same thing. It's, it's real. I mean, Larry at one stage, because um, everybody on Twitch wants uh, a heart monitor on me. Um, <laughs> so we got a heart monitor and we put it on. Oh, wow. <laughs> um, but yeah, it's, uh, I mean, the heart monitor shows you. It's, uh, it's, yeah. it's not... Uh, 
it's not being a drama queen or whatever you want to call it. It's right. real. <laughs> it it's happens. A physical response. It's yeah. a physical response. My heart rate shows it, you know. So um sorry about it. And that's what that's what makes it so great. It's it's you know, it gives you that adrenaline, you know, and, and all the emotions that goes with it. Uh so the skip barber, you you accomplish. You spend a lot of time on the skip barber. Uh, get a get your first overall win in the skip barber, mm-hmm. uh, and I guess so. Now you've moved. You said to the GT threes or the GT threes or yeah. uh, the Lamborghini. Is that where you are currently? Yeah, currently uh, we sort of um, the community um, was sort of you know they wanted to start a league, so we started the snail speed racing league. Um, you know, like I said, to include folks that uh, maybe not comfortable doing official races, this gives them the opportunity to to you know get you know do something, work towards something, get some achievement. Um, it's not a serious league; we don't have prizes or, or money, but we do have points, and you know it gives the the, the folks something to work to work towards. You know, getting a you know some points on the table. So when th- when we decided we we're going to do the league, we sort of you know put it up for a vote, because at that stage majority of 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 the community was in the Skippy. Um, so we put it up for a vote and we added the Skippy and you know GT threes and uh, GT fours and um, to my surprise everybody voted <laughs> for the GT threes. <laughs> Oh wow! So um, so yeah, so yeah, the league is GT threes, and we decided that we're going to follow the VRS schedule to make it easy for everybody because then nobody has to go and learn two or three tracks uh, per week. You know, you can learn one track because then you can go and do your official races for those folks who want to do official races. But then you also know the track for the league on a Sunday night. So so yeah, now I'm in the VRS in the Lambo, and I'm absolutely loving it. Absolutely yeah, loving and- it. I don't own the Lamborghini. I don't own my GT3 of choice is the the uh, new BMW prototype. Oh, but okay. I hear that the Lamborghini is not the easiest to drive. No, it's not. Uh, there's been various debates in our Discord about that, <laughs> um, especially when it came to our Bathurst 12 hours. Uh, we decided oh. we're doing Bathurst in the Lamborghini. And um, some some folks were sort of saying you are absolutely crazy to do it in the Lamborghini. And uh, I said, well, you know, I'm up for a challenge. Let's do this. <laughs> so, yeah, we did Bathurst in the Lamborghini. Um, it is not the easiest car to, to mm. on the service. But once you get the hang of it, it's so much fun. It's absolutely mm. – I'm still learning. I mean, I mean I'm absolutely yeah. still learning. But I have to say my Driver 61 uh, coaching is definitely helping as well. I I do love the sound of the Lamborghini. It's got oh, it's a killer beautiful. engine sound. It's yeah. beautiful. It's uh, much better than the BMW. So <laughs> yeah. I have to I have to ask you. Bring up Bathurst, and I'll tell you how our Bathurst went. Uh, uh, but how how was your Bathurst experience? Oh, it was it was great. I started the race in the dark. Oh. <laughs> oh, lovely. Um, I can't remember where we finished. Now I think we finished P twelve. Well, that's you don't have to say the number. You can just say finished because uh, I piloted and and Rob here on team into the apex. Oh no, and, uh, we did not finish. Oh no, how, how <laughs> it was it was a rough outing. How many hours into the race? Uh, only two or three. It was really quite ugly okay. for us. Okay. Um, 
but we're hoping to redeem ourselves at Nurburgring. That seems like a, a challenging oh, track. Oh, yeah. Go do that. <laughs> yeah. yeah no, if we, we could make it 12 hours in that, we'll be, that'll be a victory for us. Yeah. No, seriously. I would love to be able to do Nurburgring, but uh, our kids, unfortunately, just don't allow it at this stage. They're too young. Um, 24 hours is just not um, possible for Larry and I at this stage. But yeah, Bathurst was absolutely fun. Um, but I have to say it was a, it was a big challenge because I didn't know the track. So I had to go and learn the track, um, yeah. but it was uh, um, track times played a big part for us specifically. Um, so yeah, I started the race um, because the team voted that I was the safest driver for, for some reason. So <laughs> so I started the race in in the night time. Um, I had the most difficulty with the higher track temps. So one of our team members said he's fine with it, so he'll do those stints. So luckily, I didn't have to deal with the uh, 52 track temps. Um, <laughs> but yeah, um, uh, yeah, it was good fun. We enjoyed it. And yeah, Lamborghini is, is absolutely fantastic if you if you can I mean there's loads of folks that don't like it that they say it's it's too difficult the rear is too snappy yes the rear is a bit snappy but if you can manage to control it then it's so much fun and and so you're in the I've seen I think I saw that you're doing some racing and enjoying the uh, the new GT3 series that I racing came out with the very bite sized what is it 20 minutes or so yeah the GT3 challenge Yes, yes. Yeah, fix, I'm loving that as well. Yeah, fixed setup. Yeah, yeah, that's 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 quite handy. I have to say, specifically for you know for streaming for myself because I can do, um, you know, one of those and then a VRS straight straight after that. So it, mm. it's quite handy for 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 streaming. But with the VR with the challenge, I found um, with with the fixed setup. I'm struggling depending on the track. On Lime Rock last week, I was I was having a really hard time, but the previous week I was absolutely fine. So I just need to to get used to the the fixed setup. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it puts everybody on a even playing yeah. field, but, but not always everybody's preferred style of setup. Yeah, yeah, definitely. But uh, but yeah, I mean, you've got to learn it. You know, it's a fun, I think it's a fun series. I think it's quite handy. There's no pit stop. There's no, you know, such as, you know, you don't need to worry about fuel, et cetera, et cetera. It's 20 minutes and there you go. Yeah, a good, just focus on driving yeah. and, and uh, gritting, whether you don't qualify or whether you choose to qualify. Somebody that's just getting into GT3s and yeah. GT racing, it's really a good yeah dose of racing yeah no definitely it's it's a little bit more aggressive than the vrs i have to say yes, um, it is. because it's only 20 minutes people are trying to you know sort of win it on lap one but yes. <laughs> um, but yeah uh, your awareness has has got to be a little bit more <laughs> heightened <laughs> with those <laughs> especially in the splits that are what i am you know i'm not i'm not in the highest splits i'm still in the medium medium splits yeah i'm, I'm right there with you on those I don't know. I've been in the top split on one occasion. Our our, our group uh, got into the top split of a BMW Sim Cup event at Interlagos. Oh. Uh, I think nobody just decided to wake up that particular morning. Yeah. So not enough people entered, and we got into the top split. Oh, I think two, two cars. We were out there with Tony Kanaan, Sebastian oh, yeah. Joe, okay, Roman Grosjean, and that was the most terrified any of us have ever been. In yeah. Yeah. No, I can it imagine. It was absolutely terrifying. No, I, I can imagine that feeling. I did. We did a charity event uh, just before Christmas uh, where we got, uh, you know, Quick Gabby and Dan Suzuki and Quirk mm. and, and those guys on track. And then there's me 
Racing Queen Gabby. <laughs> and I'm like, yeah. Oh, okay, yeah, okay. And he, you at the back. <laughs> so, uh, yeah, it's quite intimidating being on track with those guys. Yeah, it, I mean, it's an honor to have your have lights flashed at you by Tony Kanaan, but <laughs> yeah. it's also terrifying. Yes, very much so. <laughs> it's like when you look at a, a Red Bull livery going by and you realize it's not just somebody driving it, it's the actual factory Red Bull livery. Yes. It's a little bit of a different reaction. Yeah, no, it is, definitely, definitely. Uh, oh. So so GT3s now after Skip Barb, uh, what, do you have goals or, or more progressions uh, in iRacing that you'd like to do or more cars you'd like to work your way up to, or is are you just letting it happen? I'm sort however of, it unfolds. I'm sort of at this stage just letting it happen. Um, you know, we're sort of also keeping in mind content creation for for the YouTube channel. So um, I am I'm actually doing a, a charity event uh, on the 30th uh, of uh, April, um, where it's a, a it's a challenge. It's the Captain Tom 100 challenge where you've got to do 100 words with whatever you think is a challenge for yourself. So I'm doing 100 laps around Bathurst in a car that I don't know. And <laughs> I've chosen the, the McLaren 570 because I've, yeah. I don't know it. So yeah. I think, you know, at this stage for me, for specifically for Larry and I, with family time, I can't really set goals um, mm -hmm. because it's 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 a bit of a challenge to to realistically do things um, like for example this week our youngest daughter is ill and I couldn't stream this week because mommy duty you know I'm first and almost a mom uh, right. sim racing and and anything else for that matter comes comes second you know my my children and my husband comes first mm. so this week I didn't do any eye racing because my children needed me so at this stage, until the, the kids are a bit older um, and I've got a bit more free time or free reign, we're just going to go with the flow, as they say, <laughs> yeah, and uh, just do whatever comes up. Uh, you know, for example, like I say, this Tom 100 challenge came up uh, literally two weeks ago and we decided we're going to do it. So we're going to do that. Um, tomorrow night, we've got a, again, last week at the last minute, um, someone approached me and, and said they'll sponsor us with a prize for the community. And at the very last minute, we arranged for uh, a, a race for the community tomorrow night where they can win some some equipment. So, you know, things happen and we just go with the flow. Absolutely. And as we uh, close out, we do a, a kind of a lightning round. I'm going to go through some lightning round questions okay. uh, to get a, get a quick response from you and uh, and, and see where you stand on some things. We'll start with some softballs. Uh, we're going to go favorite car series track and iRacing. So your favorite car and iRacing thus far. Thus far, favorite car is the Lamborghini. Lamborghini. Uh, favorite series? Uh, official series? VRS. And favorite track? Road Atlanta. I, I like that choice. Road, road Atlanta and Road America have yeah. been, always been comfort zones yeah. for me. Road Atlanta. And yeah, people people fear the S's at Road Atlanta. No, I, like I love them. Yeah. I love them. It's it's just every part of that track I yeah. enjoy. Yeah. So some this or that questions. This okay. is where where you you uh, lose some people and gain some people. <laughs> oh gosh. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> so the first one, this is something internally for our team that we we argue about. Mm. BMW or Porsche? Porsche. Ah. 
I've warmed up to the Porsche. I drove the Porsche GTE <laughs> for the first time in Sebring 12, and I really enjoyed it. Yeah, the Porsche is the Porsche. Uh, I like the Porsche. Yeah, it's a yeah. I'm not okay. Leave it at that. I like the Porsche. Yeah. Uh, Le Mans or Nurburgring? I'm going to say Nurburgring because I don't know Le Mans. <laughs> okay. Nurburgring is is more formidable to me. Le Mans, I enjoy driving, but Nurburgring, I'm still afraid of it. To be honest, Nurburgring took me a whole year to get to know. So, mm. <laughs> uh, in Formula One, McLaren or Ferrari? McLaren. Good choice. I like that. I'm with you on that. Uh, keeping in the Formula One theme. Uh, a first lap spinner in any official iRacing session or Formula One's Nikita Mazepin. <laughs> a spin in iRacing. <laughs> That's a good choice, especially considering the latest yes. practices for Imola. <laughs> yes. <laughs> uh, here's a good one for iRacing. Fixed or open setup? Open. Open setup. Open. Uh, in a 24-hour race, three drivers or six drivers? Okay. In a 24-hour race, three or six. Uh Purely because of family life for Larry and I, I'm going to go with six. Well, that's a good call because Team Into the Apex will have six as well for the 24 of Nürburgring. Yeah, no, I think 24 hours need six. <laughs> Especially at Nürburgring. Yeah. Uh, we're getting a lot of grief. Our teammates are saying, oh, it's, you guys are just going for a Sunday drive. <coughs> we're going to be we're going to be very well rested. That's what Yeah, no, 24 hours need six, I think. <laughs> uh, open wheel or closed wheel racing? Oh, God, do I have to choose? <laughs> Well, we can do that in two parts. We could do open wheel or closed wheel for real life racing to watch and then to drive in sim racing. Oh, gosh. See, because in sim Still racing, not easy. no, because I really do love the Skippy and I do love the Lamborghini and iRacing. So, <laughs> oh, gosh. Okay. But if I really, really have to choose, I'm going to choose the Lamborghini mm. closed wheel. So so the the uh, the Lamborghini's got your attention right now. Yes, well, I'm sensing Lamborghini is also my real life dream car. So, yeah. <laughs> it's sort of a soft spot there. <laughs> do, you, do you hear that? I hope Lamborghini's listening. Yeah, Lamborghini, where are you? <laughs> uh, and then the last one, uh, I rating or safety rating? I rating. I rating. Uh, so with that, uh, I definitely want to thank you for joining us. Uh, I know it's quite late uh, where you are, and, and we appreciate you joining us. Uh, so again, for everybody out there, uh, it's AnnieAndLarry.com. Uh, that's where you can find, uh, I believe, the Twitch channel, the YouTube, the blog. The blog <laughs> is really great because you actually write out your thoughts and, yes. and write to the audience. So that's uh, very unique, and I, I enjoyed that. Thank you. Uh, thank you. And then... Of course, the it's hashtag Captain Tom 100 coming up. Yes, uh, hashtag Captain Tom is on the 30th uh, of April, where we are racing on Bathurst uh, 100 laps to raise uh, funds for various charities that top, uh, that the foundation is uh, supporting. Um, it's the uh, charities are sort of all um, helping COVID-related uh, issues which is something that's close to our heart, specifically Larry and I. So that's coming up on the 30th. And apart from that, yeah, just live stream on Twitch every Wednesday, Friday, and Sunday night. And then we try and be regular with our YouTube videos, but um, it's it's a bit of a challenge with uh, Larry having a full-time job. And I've, I'm a full-time mom with the kids, so editing 
editing takes up a lot of time. <laughs> and we, I can imagine, yeah. Yeah, so we sort of try and, and bring a video out once a week, but we are we are struggling a wee bit at this stage. Um, but hopefully that will change um, later this year when uh, both our children are in school. Mm. So, um, so, yeah. But uh, Rob and Tana, thank you so much for inviting me. I had a fantastic time and, and it's been brilliant. Thank you very much. Absolutely. We hope you'll join us again and down the road. And everybody, again, check out AnnieAndLarry.com for all of the social media and Twitch links. That's Annie Rabbits. Thank you. This episode is brought to you by Roscoe Wheels. Roscoe Wheels is confidence inspiring aluminum. This means confidence in quality and confidence in self. Confidence in quality, meaning they want their customers to know that their wheels are produced to the highest standard and tested to be as strong as anything on the market and are designed to keep you safe. Confidence in self, meaning they want their styles and fitments to make customers feel the way you did uh, when you walked into high school with a brand new pair of shiny shoes, giving you confidence in yourself when you show up, whether it be to work or any event, knowing you look awesome. Roscoe Wheels offers free shipping within Canada and flat rate shipping in the USA. Find your new look today at RoscoeWheels.com. This episode is also brought to you in part by the racing fans at Great Hire Staffing. Whether you need help hiring one employee or 100, Great Hire can help. Hiring good people is hard work. Great Hire HR does it quickly and economically so you can focus on what's important, running your business. Check them out online at greathirehr.com. Finally, this episode is sponsored by Bad Weather Brewing Company out of St. Paul, Minnesota. With craft brews like the Immortal Toast Infused White Stout or the Red Vein Red IPA on tap or in the can, it's how endurance drivers like us celebrate post-race. Find your favorite craft beer and order your mugs at badweatherbrewery.com. We're back on Into the Apex. What a great interview and segment with Annie Rabbits. We thank her again for coming on. Uh, so Jordan, me, and Rob, and Rob was having a little bit of mic difficulty, so that's why you didn't hear a whole lot of Rob there. Squadcast was. <laughs> uh, so Rob is back with us. We fixed, fixed that. Uh, and joining us now for the second part of the show, uh, Patrick Stein of Mad Sim Racing Media, as, uh, as has become usual, uh, a fixture on the show. And Bruce Perry, our director of endurance and our endurance race uh, guru, uh, because tonight in the second part of the show, we're talking Nürburgring. Uh, we're a week out from the main event. Uh, we decided to change it up a bit. We were doing a lot of our special event specials the night before the set events. And, and we realized that, well, you probably are listening to us talk about it after you've done the event in iRacing. So we're going to talk about it the week ahead. Uh, and, uh, that's what's on on the menu right now is Nurburgring, and uh, I gotta say, Bruce, and uh, it, it pains me to admit this to you, and I hope I can maybe revise this after I do a little bit of practice over the weekend. But I don't feel ready right now. I don't believe it. You don't think I'm? You don't believe I'm not ready, or you think <laughs> I'm not ready? Which, which you'll be ready. It? We'll get you, you ready. Don't worry. You, we'll get you ready. I, 
I did some testing and I, I just couldn't get the complete laps in. I've I've I feel like I've I know the Nurburgring Grand Prix course from racing racing that. So I feel like I know that part. But then I get into the Nordschleife and I feel like after some practice that we've done so far, I know up to the point where I get down in kind of a valley. I don't even know where I would call what I would call like, it. Like heading down heading down to the town. Yes, yes, yes. Right down there, yeah. Yeah, and then and then past that, I I don't have that in my mind yet. Well, it just takes more laps, right? That's that's what I hope to do over the week. Further, yeah, you keep going further, you'll you'll start to memorize more of the track. I noticed that I got better with it as I would would do a long segment, and then I might take a break and then come back to it. I I noticed that after chunks of time, after a chunk of a break, come back. It got a little smoother, but it, it almost overloaded my brain trying to pull lap after lap after lap. And I, yeah, just couldn't, yeah. rem- I couldn't remember that last part. I, I, I need to almost break it up into pieces. Well, I mean, I find myself like I'll do some testing, run run some laps. And I, I reach a point that any more testing at night is not going to help me. Like I'm not learning anything. I'm just yeah. beyond that point, And I just... I stop right and come back next day or whatever and pick it up again and it, you're like refreshed right and you go into more of a open mind and and yeah it's just uh you're right you, you can only do so much at a time especially with this place and it's only yeah. how many turns you know 100 <laughs> something just, I'm just gonna, that's it yeah i'm just gonna turn a quick lap at nurburgring no big deal i mean i mean i thought bathurst was intimidating that's that's almost nothing compared to this as far as just the scope of what to remember. Uh, it seems a little, it seems unforgiving, like the the top of the mountain of Bathurst. I mean, I could be wrong, but that's how it feels to me. There's a lot of spots that are unforgiving. Yeah, you know? um, I don't know. I I find the track, and I'm speaking from the side of you know I know the track now. You know, I've run this 24 a few times. I've run the uh, endurance series uh, last season and. I think that was 10 or 12 races, whatever that was. And, um, you know, lots of practice laps. So I feel like I know the track and, um, I find there are, I find it easier than Bathurst. Um, and I don't know why, but it just, I don't know. Once you get to know it, it just, it it flows for me. It just flows. It flows. That's right. That's exactly it. Yeah. Does it it flow for you, Rob? Yeah. Yep. Oh yeah, absolutely. The whole thing. Oh yeah. Oh, I'm surprised. Oh yeah. I've learned it. I've been doing solo sessions, just trying to learn it and jump into some official ones. And like I said, if you really want to get yourself with the reps, go do the VLN tomorrow by yourself. I'm not going to do it by myself, but Patrick and I are going to do it. Okay. So that's two hours for each of you. Two hours is better than nothing. Yeah. We're planning to stay up late and, and do it in our time zone, at least. So Rob, you feel ready. Do you feel ready, Rob, for the 24? You're on my team. I I will like I know that I will feel ready. I'm like eighty percent there right now. That's uh, fine tune. I don't mean this this to sound patronizing, but I'm impressed by that. <laughs> <laughs> you don't mean to, but it came came off pretty damn patronizing. <laughs> yeah. No, I feel good. I really do. Well, that makes me happy, and it also makes me feel like I'm going to let you down. No, impossible. impossible. Don't you have like five other people on your team that you could? You might let down. So, we have six. Yeah. We have six people total on our team, Bruce. Right. As, we co- as we covered with Annie a moment ago, uh, six people. 
is Big the team. number. It's like a clown car rolling up to the track. Everyone's going to start climbing yeah. out. It's, well, this, we're a big so, tent. Yes. So, Bruce, you're on a, a team of really good people. That's the the best way I could describe it, uh, as per usual, because you're you're a good, really good person, driver, not human being. Oh, but, okay, yeah, let's let's clarify that. Yeah, yeah, driver as a human being. Oh I mean, God. we're not quite sure yet. The jury's out. Right. But <laughs> as a driver on road courses, you are good. That's okay. why you're. That is why you are here, and uh, you're on a good. But you're on a team of three. And we're on a team of six. Uh huh. So we're we are a team a hundred percent times you. That doesn't make sense, but you know what I mean. You're you're two times bigger than us. Two times bigger. Yes. Is that why Bruce is here? Because he's fast. I thought he was no. here for his Tupperware parties. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, he does have really good. He, they're really good from him. Yeah, uh, they are. I mean, you guys are coming next week, right? Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> uh, of course. Yeah, we'll, we'll be right there. Yeah. Um, uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm doing a pamper, pamper chef the week after that. Yeah, so. yeah. We we buy. Uh, uh, I, I don't even. I can't even think of what I'm trying to think of. Uh, what are we gonna anyway, back to the show after the week after no, he, that. We were talking about his big or his not big team. His not what? Oh, his small team. Yeah, yeah. small team. Yeah. Uh, so so three drivers at Nurburgring. Is that exhausting? Have you done that before? No, I have not. Uh, smallest I ran with before was four. I always felt four was good. Um, but we just had a, a little shake up in the team and we were going to have four and now it's three. So, so, you, know, so well, you don't, at this late hour, you don't look for a fourth, right? Uh, to me, I feel like there's not enough time for everyone to gel. Yeah. We all know each other. We all know what we can and can't do. And, uh, we got our schedule set and, um, yeah, we're going for it. Well, you know, it's three man team. We'll be all right. You are. I mean, we've. We, you're. I think your team is our A team for this. I mean, I, I'll. I have no problem ranking our entries, and uh, out of all of our our crew, I think you guys are, are probably the best. We've we've got a lot of our fast fa- uh, people not racing this race. Nurburgring has not got everybody juiced up for it. No, uh, we've got quite, no, quite a few of our fast guys that that raced in at Sebring and uh, Daytona that are not signing up for Nürburgring. I, I noticed quite a few people. So uh, it definitely, I don't know if that's a time thing or a schedule conflict or if it's a uh, intimidation factor of Nürburgring because I've been intimidated by it uh, for a long time. Yeah. I think, uh, you know, it, it, in a lot of respects, it's like, ah, it's disappointing that we all, really, well, we got five teams, you know, and that's still good. Don't get me wrong. That's, it's still awesome. We got five teams making full effort at this, but same time, it's a little disappointing because we had, uh, what, 12 for Daytona? Yeah, Daytona <laughs> was know? massive. Yeah, and I'm like, you know, it's like, oh, you know, it'd be awesome to get a lot of teams for this. Um, but on the other hand, I understand. I mean, yes, A, Nurburgring is daunting. It takes a lot, a lot of time and effort to learn a track, more so than Daytona or really any other track, right? And, uh, a lot of people getting into spring here don't really have that kind of time to devote to yeah. all the practicing and stuff. And I, and I get that, you know, uh, I think Colby said, you know, he'd like to run it, but he just doesn't feel he has enough time to practice. Get ready. Yeah. And a 24 hour team race, you, you definitely, any team race, but especially a 24 hour one, you, you don't want to feel like you're a liability. Although team into the apex, uh, 
Rob, myself, Patrick, Bradley, uh, Francisco, who's our going to be our guy that we really let down. Um, and uh, we have a sixth driver that we've brought on as well. Um, I mean, our team's going to be the laid back team. That's what we decided. And, uh, and with that, I'm going to turn the spotlight as we like to do uh, to Patrick Stein. Uh, Patrick, you're on this team. You yes, did not sir. do you did not do Sebring. Yes. Uh, you did not get to do Bathurst because me and Rob really screwed you over. Uh, so you've not really done a special event since Daytona. Uh, so Patrick, are are you ready for Nurburgring in a week's time? I don't think anyone is ever fully a hundred percent ready. Bruce, are you fully a hundred percent ready? A hundred percent, no. I, I agree with Patrick. I don't think you're ever a hundred percent ready. Okay, I was so, so, no. I, I mean, because there's always that little bit in your back of your mind. You're like, Rob's eighty. Like, Rob's eighty percent ready. He well, I'm, I'm that. more than that. <laughs> What's your percentage? I'm probably ninety six, ninety seven. Oh Jesus! <laughs> you're just you're just toying with us now with a four down force. I'm uh. <laughs> What percentage, what percentage do you think I'm ready for this? Right now? Yes. Four. That's Wait. real low. Wow, that's I a hot take. That. I'm, I'm <laughs> tossing numbers around in my head, you know, the 50 to 60% range. I mean, I'll take 60 will make me feel better, a little bit better than 50. 50 is like a coin toss. Yeah. I mean, I don't know. I haven't, I haven't seen you run. Mm. Well, we'll we'll uh, next week's episode will be just prior to the event, uh, so we may talk about the weekend of practice briefly on that, and then uh, we'll let everybody know how we did the week after, and uh, stay tuned for to see how everybody else did. It's it's going to be interesting. Um, so that's a Nurburgring, and now we're going to get into Formula One picks because they're back at Emola. That's coming up. Do you like that? Hmm? Is your heart racing? And now, now. the Into the Apex Formula One Fantasy League Picks of the Week. And it's happened immediately. This is amazing. Oh, 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 Adam Carroll, that's just such a boneheaded move, you dork. And it's Into the Apex F1 Picks of the Week. Race two in the F1 season at Emola. And our F1 Fantasy League, uh, you can join it and go to intotheapex.com, look at the image, and click on it for the F1 Fantasy League. You can join it late, no big deal. It's in progress, but we've still had some folks join that missed week one. Just get in there and have fun with us. So this week's race, we got to see week one. We got to get a sense of what's in store, which was... Uh, kind of the question of uh, Red Bull or Mercedes, Lewis or Max, that seems to be the question. Uh, it seems like Max, uh, a little bit was left on the table there. Uh, a very competitive, good first race. So what can we look at at Emola? And what changes and picks do we have for, for this weekend? Uh, so I've done some adjustments. And, and obviously in F1 Fantasy uh, on the F1 app or site, uh, you, you're limited in the number of adjustments you can make per race. I think it's three, something like that per race. Um, a lot of little different technical parts. We're, we're, we're a little loose on it all. 
uh, but I'm going to run through some changes that I made after week one. Uh, and, and some of them maybe are a gamble. So in uh, week one, I went very, very safe, and, and I picked Lewis Hamilton as my number one. Uh, I have dropped Lewis Hamilton for this week. Uh, I took Lewis Hamilton off of my payroll, and I put in my number one spot, and as my mega driver, uh, Max Verstappen with Red Bull. Uh, again, not, not the most controversial thing, but I'm putting some some faith in Max Verstappen for this race. Uh, I kept Daniel Ricciardo, and I made him my turbo driver. Uh, oh, and, and speaking of mega driver, I think we we pointed out uh, you can get a mega driver once every half season. So what, two, two a season. So I'm really, that is a gamble, I think. I am gambling. I need Max Verstappen to have the best result possible uh, to get the maximum points for myself because I'm not doing great in points in, in our league. Uh, so Daniel Ricciardo, my number two spot, turbo driver. He's at $16.8 million. Uh, number three for me, I keep Fernando Alonso. Number four spot, I keep George Russell. Uh, the number five spot, I dropped Mick Schumacher. I feel like you don't keep Haas at this point. They're just at the tail end of it. Uh, and I don't see how you don't pick up who I picked up in your budget. Uh, which was Yuki Tsunoda. Uh, Pierre Gasly was, I believe, number three in practice today as well on the track. Uh, I don't see how you don't pick up AlphaTauri at a good good price in fantasy, um, especially at Emola. Uh, there, I, I saw talks about the chances of a podium between either uh, AlphaTauri or Ferrari at their home track. Uh, so Sunoda seems to be a no-brainer. I think Pierre Gasly is also a good pick. We'll see if anybody here tonight will make that change. Uh, and then I finally, for my manufacturer, I dropped McLaren. I picked up Red Bull. Uh, and I was able to fit that into my budget, and I was really happy with that. Uh, so overall, Verstappen, Ricardo, Alonso, Russell, Sunoda, and Red Bull for me going into Amola. Uh, Rob, did you make any adjustments this week? I'm not making any adjustments. I think None. everyone's no. I think everyone's just going to be a, a little too knee jerk with with their picks this week, based on last week. And I don't think there's. I just I didn't gather enough information last week. In all honesty, I think it was a bit of an outlier, and this will be a better representation. So you didn't change. Who do you have locked in then? Who are you carrying so, over? Uh, Leclerc, Verstappen, Ocon, Vettel, Russell, and Red Bull for the constructor. I don't, I don't, I don't think that's a bad lineup for this week either. I think, well, I think Vettel for, maybe. I don't, I'd like to get yeah. rid of Vettel, but he had lost money on him from last week, so I'm not selling them at a loss already. Yeah, he's cheaper. So, do you think Ferrari could get a podium this weekend in Italy? Yeah, I was really torn with whether to go with Signs over Leclerc, but uh, I'm just gonna stick with it. But do you think they can get a podium or now? Oh yeah, absolutely. Okay, uh, that's what I saw. Is it's not? I, I think I saw an article or a discussion. It's not out of the question that AlphaTauri could do it. Seems to be kind of a bold pick or bold prediction, but it seems people think it's not out of the question. That third spot is really a crapshoot. Like it could be anyone. In between, I mean, it could be Gasly looked good in practice, but I didn't watch it. I just looked at numbers afterwards. Admittedly. Um, so Rob is not making any changes. I made some changes I, and I'm one in fantasy sports to always not be settled. I need to, I need to futz with it. As I like to say, uh, I need to mess with it to really enjoy it. And it's not always to my advantage. Um, 
So, so Patrick, Patrick, do you have you made changes? Are you making changes as we speak right now? Because I know you're out of your element. Quite literally. Yeah, yes. that's the name um, of your team. Yes. Um, and I already have made uh, some drastic changes to my lineup. Actually, drastic. I th- I would consider them drastic. I mean, I made three driver changes. So, take us through it. All right. I kept Botas from the last race, um, and I'm keeping George Russell from the last race. Now, I, I'm trying to think who I had. Vettel got rid of him. I, yeah, I, I took just the loss. took the loss. Yeah, yeah, I just. He's not the Dogecoin of, of uh, Formula One. No. And I think you talked about this, Tyler. Uh, I dropped Mick Schumacher. Mm-hmm. I just. Haas is just. I need to see something before I can buy in again. I can't so you, just go by the Schumacher name. Yeah, I was being a little impulsive there too. Uh, so you didn't pick up Nikita Mazepin, I take it. No. That's okay. That was no. a very reserved response. Yeah. I, I I could be quite frank about it, but I, I don't want to offend any of our listeners. <laughs> I don't know who he is. Uh, I don't think our listeners would have any delicate sensibilities. Okay, yeah. well, I, even if I was Stevie Wonder, I wouldn't pick him. <laughs> so no Haas F1 for, for you? Yeah, No, and if, so, if so it Patrick would be a Haas F1, him. it would be Schumacher if that day ever comes. Sure. So And, and maybe one day he'll drive a Ferrari. I mean, that's like the feeder team for him, in yeah. a sense. Um, so who did you replace Mick with? I replaced Mick with Pierre Gasly. Not a bad choice. I do think that's a good choice. I think if you're going to pick a budget team, I mean, you pick AlphaTauri uh, at, at whatever price they're at right now. And I think either driver's good. There was some Yuki Tsunoda chatter, I feel like, early on. But Pierre, I mean, let's not forget Pierre won a Grand Prix last year. And uh, the AlphaTauri seems to have some capability. Pierre, I, I again, I think I saw Pierre was third in in, in pace. Uh, obviously, it was a kind of a tricky practice, and I think uh, Max didn't end up finishing or had some technical issues. Yeah, he did. Yeah, he was in but, for repairs. So yeah, so tricky. I mean, practice is practice, but uh, I mean, it's not. I wouldn't pick. I mean, who are you going to pick? Alfa Romeo. Uh, I mean, I don't. I feel better. Let's put it this way: I feel better about my pick for Yuki Tsunoda. Than I feel about my pick for Fernando Alonso. Yeah, I, uh, that's how I now. would feel too. Yeah. Um, and then it's funny that you mentioned Yuki because I also picked up Yuki. You've got both AlphaTauri. Yes. And oh, I forgot to mention that Gasly is my turbo driver of the week. Have you chosen a mega driver yet? No, I have not. So you're, you're withholding that for this part of the season. Yeah, I'm going to wait until a future race that I feel kind of more. Yeah, probably smart. I probably shouldn't roll that dice, but I'm, I'm doing it. I'm blocking it in right now. Um, I think that's interesting. We're going to have to see how that goes at the in next week's episode because I don't think that's a bad choice to pick both AlphaTauris. So I'm going to be watching those two closely. Yeah, and then 
the one last change that I did was I picked up Charles Leclerc. Ah. So. Who's your manufacturer again? Well, I did have Red Bull last the last race. I switched. To? Ferrari. Okay. I think Red Bull would do better for you, but I think you probably did that for budgetary reasons. Um, it, budgetary reasons, not so much. It was more so impulse. Okay. Because they're racing in Italy and yeah, kind yeah. of home race. and yeah. Interesting. And that's kind of why I went with Leclerc as well. So I was like, so, so if, if, if the Italian teams have a good race, then you'll be in good shape. That's what I'm banking on. Mm. That's what you're set up for that. So I'm going to be watching those teams. So everybody watch Emola this weekend. We're going to be following it. Uh, these picks come to you before the, the ability to watch Q1 through three. We don't know uh, the qualifying order. So we'll see how these picks age. Uh, but I think the big takeaway is we're watching AlphaTauri because a lot of us subbed out some budget teams for AlphaTauri and have some expectations for them. And then maybe Ferrari, not for me, but for some of the other guys here tonight. Uh, so we're interested in your picks. Uh, so we've got a Reddit started for Into the Apex. Go to intotheapex.com. Join the Fantasy League there. Uh, join The Reddit is linked there as well. Early days, we're trying to build it up. Help us make it active. Talk about the fantasy picks of the week for you. Uh, we can do some live chat there on F1 Days. Uh, it's basically up to all of us how lively we make it, but we have some some good hopes for it over time. Uh, so into the apex.com for your show notes, your upcoming guests uh, to, to listen to and subscribe to the show. Uh, we thank again Annie Rabbits for joining us uh, at annieandlarry.com. Check out all of her stuff. Uh, we've got uh, some very, very good guests coming up in, in next week's episode and some weeks following that. Uh, so into the apex, we're moving right along. We got Nürburgring next Saturday. Uh, look out for any of us on the track. And if you see us, get out of the way because we may only be 50% ready for the race. Uh, so until then, this has been Into the Apex. You've been listening to Into the Apex. Apex. Presented by Mad Sim Racing. Follow and join the team at madsimracing.com.